Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Things Your Pastor Won't Tell You. I'm your brother Israel Benjamin. This is the third episode today. We're going to be talking about Abraham some more, but from a slightly different perspective. Actually, we're going to be talking about God and his interaction with Abraham. Genesis 18, John 8. We're going to take a look. It's pretty awesome. Jesus is going to talk about how not everybody is a child of God. You know, they say, they say by a lot of people, all oh, we're all God's children. But Jesus said, man, don't believe the hype. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a look at that today. So we're going to open up the Bibles, open up your word to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I want to remind you, man, we're a part of the Wildest Flock Network. And there's several good shows, several good shows on the Wildest Flock Network. Um, Church in the Wild by Pastor Juan Eugene. Married Couples Anonymous, Pastor Juan Eugene. And also Sister Nisha, his wife. Uh, Sister Nisha and, and Bree, they have a show together called Stictority. Look out for that one. And also look out for page one Bible study. Last but not least, page one Bible study is a pretty awesome show um, where you look at the scriptures from the beginning. All right. This is things your pastor won't tell you. Once again, I'm your host, Brother Israel Benjamin. Today, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 18 and John chapter 8. Actually, we're going to be starting in John chapter 8. Let's take a look. John 8, 31. It reads like this. Then Jesus said to those disciples who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered him and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. <laughs> and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. 
But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not rightly say that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me. Of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. Yo, um, that's four minutes of some pretty riveting exchange. If you were paying attention um, and you have some familiarity with the scriptures, then Jesus saying before Abraham was, I am, was very climactic. And then also the simple fact that I think anybody could kind of grasp this one, but I mean, the simple fact that he said, you are of your father, the devil. Now that's pretty interesting. <laughs> he he called him. He said, you're of your father, the devil. Like, wow. Cause you guys are liars. He said, if, and then he, yeah, he straight up called them liars. He said, if I said that I didn't know God, then I would be a liar like you. He's like, I absolutely know God. And you guys don't, you you guys don't even get it. You can't accept the words that are from God because you, you don't have that relationship with God. You're not connected to God. And that's something that God wanted for them. That's something that Jesus even wanted for them, but they were rejecting the truth. They were rejecting his word. But now let's take a look at Abraham, right? Now, Jesus said that Abraham rejoiced to see his day and that Abraham saw it and was glad. Now, this is the part that your pastor might not tell you. Hopefully he will, you know, I mean, and none of this is ever, you know, anything to, to really dig on the pastors or, or knock them. But this is something that me reading the scriptures, I have never heard anybody else teach on or speak. Not because, oh, I got some special divine revelation and all this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But that's not even 
anything that I'm trying to grasp or hold on to or even tell anybody else. What I want to tell you is that the scriptures are real and they're powerful and they're very pertinent and they're always telling us something here. Jesus said that Abraham rejoiced to see his day. And then furthermore, he said, Abraham saw his day. And then he said, Abraham was glad. So those are three elements about Jesus and Abraham that hopefully we could find somewhere in the scripture. Okay. John chapter six, verse 46. Let's take a look at that real quick. John chapter six, verse 46. John six forty six says this, not that anyone has seen the father except he who is from God. He has seen the father. He was talking about himself. Jesus talking about himself as the son. And he said also in John chapter eight, before Abraham was, I am. Now the significance of the I am statement is a proclamation to all the Jews. That's why they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill him for a specific reason. He said before Abraham was, he didn't say I was, or I was, I was going to be, or I was already thought of. He said before Abraham was, I am that am that I am. That thing is a declaration um, of God's own name. When God revealed himself to Moses, God said, I am that I am. And that's in the book of Exodus, uh, just at the burning bush, just before he went back to Egypt, to his people, Israel in the land of Egypt. And then just before he faced Pharaoh himself. All right. So um, let's go ahead and take a look. We're going to take a look at Genesis chapter 18, Genesis chapter 18. Let's get a look at that. Let's see where there is an intersection uh, or or, uh, let's see where God goes ahead and makes contact with Abraham. Okay, um, let's actually start at Genesis chapter 17, verse 26. It says that very same day, Abraham was circumcised and his son Ishmael and all the men of his house born in the house or bought with money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. So Abraham and all the men of his house were circumcised that same day. And Abraham at this point was 99 years old. Chapter 18, verse one. Then the Lord appeared to him. Wait a minute. No man has seen the father, Jesus said, just a second ago. We just read that. But it says right here, then the Lord appeared to him, speaking of Abraham, by the terebinth trees of Mamre. I can't pronounce that name. Uh, some people say Mamre. Like, that sounds like something else. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, by the terebinth trees, the Lord appeared to Abraham. As he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, 
Do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and a good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. So she was 89. Abraham was 99. Sarah was 89. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. <laughs> and the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men arose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great. And because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood there before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked far be it from you shall not the judge of all the earth do right so the lord said 
If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than 50 righteous. Would you also destroy all of the city for lack of five? So he said, if I find 45, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there should be 40 found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 40. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. But once more, suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. It said that the Lord appeared to Abraham. So Abraham saw him. But we just read in John chapter six, no man has seen the father except he who came from him. John chapter six. And then Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Now, what did Abraham do when the Lord appeared to him when he was sitting under the terebinth tree? First, he welcomed him. I mean, he was like ecstatic. He he ended up killing a good calf, it said, a good fat calf. And he, he sopped up some butter and he had his wife make some cakes and he let the Lord sit under his tree. I mean, he washed his feet. He did all these things. He roiled. He rolled out the red carpet for him. Um, God ate with him. It said that God ate with him. But Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see. And it looked like Abraham was rejoicing. And then John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. Now we're going to talk about creation and everything else too. Some other time. Cause John one is packed. John one and Genesis one. Also, they have some parodies there just like John eight and John eight, uh, excuse me, John eight and Genesis 18. Right? So Genesis one and John one, Right. They 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 got some going together. And then we have uh, Genesis 18 and John eight. If you ask me. Right. I don't know if your pastor will tell you this, but if you ask me. We, we just saw Jesus here in Genesis 18 talking to and dealing with Abraham. Abraham got his negotiation on with Jesus. Abraham was just feeding Jesus. He just washed Jesus's feet and said the Lord. And for my scholars, right? If you're reading in a Bible, like the new King James, the King James, NASB, maybe even NIV, Lord, L-O-R-D, 
right? The L is larger than the ORD, but the ORD as well are capitalized. Now, what's the significance of that? Because there are other places where he's talking to the same person, right? He's talking to God still, but it's L and then a lowercase ORD. So the significance is that, and this is another thing we'll have to get into. We, we'll get into God's name. Um, there's this thing called the Tetragrammaton or the four characters that represent God's name that are replaced in those places where it's a capital L and a capital ORD, even though, even though the ORD are smaller than the L, um, that is a place where the Tetragrammaton should be inserted. The four characters that represent God's name were originally in the manuscripts at that place. All right. So I digressed. The point of it is God showed up in a phys- in a physical way. Abraham saw it. Abraham, re- he, he, he saw it. He rejoiced and he was extremely glad behind it. This was a wonderful thing for him. Just like Jesus said in the New Testament, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and he was glad. Here, Abraham saw the Lord appear to him. It says, verse 1 of Genesis 18, then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth tree. And then John chapter 6, verse 46 says, no man have seen, has seen the Father. No man has seen the Father. You put it together. <laughs> um, this is a short one. I think it's short. Uh, I'm looking at the times, and I'm pretty much done. But what I do want to say to you is when God shows up, don't miss him. Seek God. Seek that relationship with God so that you will be able to point back to those times and rejoice in those times that God has manifested himself to you in a very powerful way. This is a powerful way for Abraham. He saw him. That's incredible. I'm not saying that nobody nowadays could see Jesus. I haven't seen him physically, but I've definitely seen him work. I've seen him work and it's spectacular. Um, I also want to get into uh, another lesson in the future where somebody can see God work and then still miss the fact that it's God working. Um, and then also how there's some people who are believers or profess to be believers, at least who would condemn Jesus. If he showed up today doing the same things that he did back then. They will condemn him. Um, and we'll talk about those things that they will condemn uh, about Jesus. But today, um, it, it was simple. We're pointing out the fact that Jesus said that Abraham saw him. And then we're pointing out the scripture in which I believe Abraham saw him. This is things your pastor won't tell you. I'm your brother, Israel Benjamin. This is a fact of the scriptures. 
that Jesus said not everybody is a child of God. He said, you are of your father, the devil, to some of these other guys. Um, and that is a powerful thing. We're not even going to go that deep today. We're going to leave it right there. Um, there's there's actions, right? Uh, he said that I speak the word of God. He said, I, I do God's word. He said he does the will of God, Jesus, right? Um, let's let our hearts marinate on that in this coming week. Um, how do we do God's will? We need to hear God's will and then we need to figure out how it is and what it is that we need to do to be active doers of God's will for sure. Reading the scriptures, but then being a doer of the word and then also seeking out a relationship with God and talking to God, ask God to reveal himself, ask God to do things that would for sure, um, let you know that it's him interacting with you and, and that these are the things that he wants you to do. All those gifts and talents, he gave those things to you for a reason. Now, this is definitely off topic, but like straight up, um, I'm going to preach a little bit. I gave you things that your pastor won't tell you. Now we're going to preach just a, a, a tad sec. Maybe I'm done preaching. I, I don't know. But what I do want to tell you is that God put something in you. He created you with something in you um, and he wants you to use it for his glory. So use everything that God has given you uh, for his glory. God loves you. Uh, so do we. Well, my mind is made up about the matter until God says otherwise. This brief glimpse of scripture is not meant to make your mind for you, but perhaps present to you things your pastor won't tell you. This has been another episode with your brother Israel Benjamin. God bless.